Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. This podcast is all about the people who work at and who attend La Jolla Presbyterian Church in La Jolla, California. We live in a beautiful and special community full of amazing people who have lived amazing lives, and I have the pleasure of interviewing some of them on this podcast. Subscribe to the LJPC Conversations podcast so you can hear their stories. Today, I have in the studio two of my favorites, Stan and Marie Beard. Hi, and welcome. Good Thank morning, Stan. <laughs> it's so good to have you guys. I've been looking forward to our conversation today. So, Stan, let's go ahead and start with you, and why don't you tell us what you do here at the church? Well, thank you. I have a multiple job description. <laughs> let's hear it. Which has been uh, uh, by uh, choice rather than design Yes. <laughs> over the years. I work in about three or four different areas, uh, primarily working with the seniors here at the church, which has been an absolute uh, learning experience and a great joy. Uh, work with the men's ministry, doing things uh, with the men of the church. And then I have a uh, kind of a creative offline job description of working uh, with Urban Life a little bit. That's the uh, youth ministry down in City Heights. So those are primarily the three areas that uh, I spend my time doing. Good. Could you explain just a little bit more about Urban Life for people that don't know what that is? Uh, Urban Life is a youth ministry birthed by our church about 10, 11, 12 years ago. From at that time, our uh, children's director who wanted to get out of the community and into the city and work with kids down there. It's a ministry of uh, Christian evangelism, uh, work projects, uh, uh, educational assistance, anything and everything we can do with urban kids around, primarily Crawford and Hoover High School, that uh, will help them with their, their life skills and their faith walk with Christ. Awesome. Love that. Um, you've been at the church for a few years. How many years now? We're just uh, finishing our 17th year. Wow. <laughs> we moved here in the middle of March. And uh, so ne- next week. Wow. We'll start our 17th, 18th year. Yeah. That's so great. And so your role has changed a little bit over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, primarily I came as um, seniors director, Mm -hmm. and then uh, rather quickly I was asked to uh, join in on the missions area. So early days was helping with missions projects and working with seniors. Okay. The men's thing came later, and the urban life thing came later. Okay. (laughs) All right, Marie. Now, I know you are involved in a lot of things at the church, and at one point you were employed by the church. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Uh, Yes, that was quite a while ago. I think Um, when we came here, maybe. Yes. Uh, The youth pastor at the time, Jake Medcalf, uh, when he came as our youth pastor, he asked me if I would like to assist him in his office part-time. And I was just finishing uh, some things I had been doing for a long time. And uh, Jake had Young Life background as we did, so it was fun. And I ended up doing fundraising for him. That kind of worked out. And then I ended up cooking Urban Life dinners for him. (laughs) And uh, it sort of expanded. And uh, so I've been participating in Urban Life since kind of the beginning. Now I've stepped back quite a bit, but... uh, it was a very fulfilling area. I uh, What I love about a large church is there's just a lot of opportunities right. uh, at this stage of life. Uh, I served on the C&C committee, uh, Congregational Nominating Committee, Church Nominating Committee for three years. I uh, have been in a small group, which has been wonderful, for we're finishing our 16th year, and five women five other women. We meet twice a month, and we've studied all kinds of things. We've gone through a lot of life experiences together. 
three of our daughters had traumas and one we one lost her husband. So it's been a very uh, amazing uh, journey. I would recommend small groups to everyone. Yes. And um, I have been very active in Stan Senior Committee, uh, Senior Ministry. I think. Uh, in the beginning, we did a lot of trips, local trips, and then we did international trips with them. And uh, now we and we even have for dinner for a year or two. <laughs> but we've slowed down some of the tri- trips. <laughs> but uh, I attend his class now on we Wednesdays. Have a hard time getting him to go to Harry's with us. <laughs> Harry's is the local coffee shop, <laughs> if anyone's listening from outside of Loya. <laughs> so I I very much enjoyed that. And uh, I tried three-year-old Sunday school <laughs> for a little while. Working but in, with the three-year-olds? Is, is yes. That what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, How was that? That only lasted about six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time, Marie, with three-year-olds. <laughs> no. There are a lot of opportunities, and I, I really recommend that anyone wanting to get involved at a church. When Stan and I moved to Phoenix years ago, we joined a large Presbyterian church. We knew no one. And I so we've experienced what it's like to come as new members and try to get involved. And uh, Stan started teaching class, and it just happened from then. So I really recommend that. Yeah. And you worked outside of the church yes um i've the lord provided a two jobs for us that were amazing our children were uh well they weren't we didn't have an empty desk totally but uh as you know stan was on young life staff for 30 years and i was a part part-time staff here in san diego and we uh, got involved as a volunteer with a Young Life program called Amicus. It was a small exchange student program. They brought students from about eight countries, two or three from Sweden, three from this country, four from that country. And uh, we were moved to, he was moved to Colorado Springs uh, in 1986. And we moved our two of our children, and I started volunteering again, which I had done in San Diego, with Amicus. And uh, in 1990, uh, the International Director of Young Life asked if we would continue in Amicus on staff and only focus on one city instead of eight countries. So we had hosted a student in our home, a Berliner. This is how God works sometimes. And we had no interest in Berlin up to that time. But the doctor in Berlin who recruited his patients for us was so enamored with the program. So uh, they asked if we would focus on Berlin. And God opened up the doors there. And for 20 years, we brought 30, 35 students a year and and placed them all over the country with our Young Life uh, friends as reps and their church families, and their church young life, and their young life clubs. So it was an amazing opportunity. And then I also got involved in travel here. My close friend uh, started a travel company, and she said, Marie, just the time we moved to Colorado, she said, you know young life, and I know travel. Let's see if we can help them. So we did that for 20 years. (laughs) And uh, then when we got here to the church, we used that gift to end up taking um, five groups from the church here. We did three Israeli trips, Israel trips, uh, one uh, to Berlin on the Elba River from Prague, and one uh, we did Steps of Paul. Cool. So that was a great opportunity. At 2013, I stopped everything. <laughs> <laughs> you had all the connections, Marie. <laughs> I no, love that. I love that. It was fun. Very fun. Why don't you Why don't you guys tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Um, let us know where you grew up. You've lived in San Diego, I guess, seventeen years, or were you here before? You were hired at the church. Were you here in San Diego before that? Uh, we moved here in nineteen sixty eight. Oh, okay. Uh, we had been on the Young Life staff for two two and a half years up in Pasadena, uh-huh. and we were asked to come down and take over San Diego County. Okay. So we were here 20 years before 
we went to Colorado and okay. then never thought we'd have the opportunity to come back. Oh. But thank the Lord we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been basically San Diego's for 50 years. Yeah. Six, 40 maybe. 68. Yeah. No, no. It's been 51 years. Wow. Where did you grow up, Sam? Southern Cal, all the way. Oh, there you go. I, I was born in uh, Hollywood, California, West Hollywood. Oh. And then went to junior high and high school in uh, Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went to Cal State Los Angeles. And then graduated, finally, <laughs> from Pepperdine. Oh. But uh, all of my life has been Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Marie? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Norman. This is going to take a little more time. <laughs> Stanley, you're interrupting. I know. I uh, was born in Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, I was in Oklahoma for um, 15 years of my life. And my father uh, took a job in Long Beach, California, and uh, my sister, brother, and I, and my mom, we moved to Orange County, and... Uh, I finished high school at Orange County, and uh, so I we love California. So uh, I'm a transplanted Okie, as I guess. <laughs> that, is that it? That didn't take long. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm not a. You know, it's very rare to find a native Californian. It, yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm myself a native, but you know, lived in Texas for a little while. Yes. <laughs> the hmm? inner part of Marie's story that you ought to tell in Oklahoma and Wichita, she went to nine or ten different schools in nine oh, years. Oh wow! No, my parents moved every year. I went to second and third grade at the same school. Military. No, my father worked at aircraft. It was during the war, wow. and he worked for Douglas Aircraft, mm. Boeing Aircraft. But my parents were very, didn't have a lot of money, and they rented houses. Mm. We didn't have a car till I was probably eight or nine years old. I just you just remember those things. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we moved to Tulsa with his job, and we stayed there at the same group of kids for four years. Uh, all through middle school, and uh, so to then it was nothing to move. You know, we just had different houses. Yeah, you were used to it. <laughs> How many siblings? I have a young, a younger sister, two years younger, who uh, lives in Maine, Sanford, Maine, and my brother uh, is uh, four years younger than myself, and he lives in Pismo Beach, California. So hmm. we grew up. Uh, I was the oldest child, older child, so it comes out in a lot of ways. <laughs> Stan, Stan, how about you? Where are you with your siblings? I'm the middle of three boys. Oh. My older brother lives in Florida, retired now. He was the golf coach at Cal, Cal State Fullerton mm. for a while, and then the last 25 years, the golf coach at the University of Illinois. Mm, nice. Retired a few years ago in um, Bradenton, Bradenton, Florida. Mm. My younger brother still lives in uh, Southern California up in Westchester by the airport and has retired from his uh, years of making money with uh, Merrill Lynch investing. Mm. <laughs> so, and he's retired. Mm hmm. So I'm the only beard boy that's still working. <laughs> and we hope forever, Stan. Me too. <laughs> Definitely. Me too. Definitely. Tell us about your kids. Uh, we have three children. Steve uh, is uh, a senior pastor in Scottsdale, Arizona, and has uh, three children. Andrew, who's 24. Uh, hey, Hannah is 21, will be 22, just graduated from Whitworth University. Hannah uh, is majored in, <laughs> I believe, African studies. She's fluent in Swahili 
and just spent a semester in uh, Nairobi in Tanzania during college and is going this summer on a government grant to study in Tanzania for two months. Wow. And then a younger one came along, Haley's 13. <laughs> uh, our daughter Amy lives in Menlo Park. She works for Steve Jobs' widow and Emerson Collective Foundation. She's a, a communication director. She has two children. Uh, Cotter is 15, and uh, I have to brag, he plays about 11 instruments oh. and leads the praise worship for the high school department at Midlow Park Church. Amazing. And uh, Lucy is 13 and is a ballet artist. Oh. Uh, then we have a younger daughter, Mindy, who uh, is employed by Whitworth University in their church relations department. She started out as a chaplain there after Princeton, and she's married to Kyle, who is a, a junior middle school special needs teacher, which is an amazing career. <laughs> they have two daughters, Sydney, who's eight, and Ashlyn, who's six this summer. I think she's six. <laughs> And Mindy is, uh, finished her doctorate last spring from George Fox University Seminary and is quite busy. Yes. <laughs> so how long have you guys been married? Well, just one footnote on our kids. Yes, let me hear. Uh, our son, Steve, and our daughter, Mindy, and our granddaughter, Hannah, as we speak, are boarding planes today to fly to Israel. Very cool. To be on a uh, church trip with Steve, to to have a, a good hunk of our family uh, experiencing what we did a number of years ago with church people here is kind of neat for our family Very to think cool. about the next 10 days, 12, yes. however long. And we'll be in prayer for them, too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I know, definitely. So uh, how long have you guys been married? Well, I have to tell this one, okay. all right? Oh. Well, now you guys can interrupt each other okay. because I want to know, first, how long have you been married? And then how did you meet? Then how the, uh, what's the real story? <laughs> well, we will, we, have, got you. we will have been married 54 years in June, okay. 26. So 53 years, we got married in 1965. I have to tell an interesting story about how we met because uh, in 1963, I was teaching school. I graduated from Wheaton College and came back to California teaching grade school in the L.A. area. And uh, But in high school, I we were out here, as I said, we moved out here when I was 15. And we attended a Baptist church. And my youth pastor's name was Ron Swick. And I got very involved in the youth activities there. I got very busy with that. Then I went off to college and came back and taught, was teaching school in Los Angeles. And in the meantime, uh, uh, Ron and his bride and two children had been in New Guinea as Wycliffe translators. So there was a period there of six years when I had lost touch with Rod. Uh, he'd been my youth pastor for my high school years. So one day when I was living with these women and teaching school up at Altadena, I get a letter from Rod. He was home on furlough, and I'd seen him at, my, at a gathering. And he said, would you be interested in going to a Dodger baseball game? I have tickets. My friend has tickets. His name is Dad, and he's 23. Well, I have to say, I'd been on maybe two blind dates in my entire history of a lot of dating, and I could not even imagine what kind of creature Ron would bring to my door. Because he would. If the people listening know Jake Metcalf, he's a different version of Jake. So I said, well, okay, I guess. And uh, so on uh, May 22nd, Rod and Joyce's wife came to my door and stand on a blind date. And uh, the, the short version is we went to a baseball game that night. Our second date, we went to a baseball game. I think <laughs> so our third shocked, date, we went, we played golf, which I never played in my life. I, I have to, to tell you. Out. I had to find out. Four months later, we were engaged. 
Oh, so, my goodness, you guys. And I thought I was marrying this uh, former baseball player who was going, who studied to be a high school teacher and baseball coach in high school. And look at me now. I'm married <laughs> to a pastor in La Jolla, California. You never know what God's going to do. You never know. You never know. I love it. So what's your side of this story? Uh, well, that was pretty good, Mary. You, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Didn't go off script too much. But Ron, his family uh, lived in Manhattan Beach. That's how mm-hmm. I knew him. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be going to Biola and got this youth director job in Garden Grove. But his family, he's got a couple uh, brothers and uh, the parents were friends of our parents. Mm. Lived in our neighborhood. That's how I knew him. Mm. So the first thing he did when he got home from the furlough had no idea, because in New Guinea you don't get news, that the Dodgers now had moved from Brooklyn to L.A. (laughs) And he was ecstatic about seeing a Major League Baseball game. And I said, well, Ron, uh, (laughs) it's not that hard to get tickets, because the first couple of years they played in the Coliseum Mm. with 100,000 seats. I said, I can get the tickets. He said, okay, I'll tell you what. You get the tickets, I'll get the women. (laughs) And Maria's right on this, knowing Ron. I said, "Uh, no, thank you, Ron. I can get my own social life, but I would love to go. No, 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 no. We got this guy we want you to meet. Well, you've never had a blind date. Oh. No, no. I've never had a blind date in my life. This guy just knew you guys were meant to be together for some reason. Well, Well, I think the wife had more to the do with the story went that. that she sat up in bed because they she'd seen both of us you yeah, know at separately at one yeah. point yeah and she said we have to introduce Dad to Marie. so huh <laughs> so anyway <laughs> uh it was it was blind date at uh dodger stadium that had just opened that's right swick didn't have to go to the coliseum he got in on the new stadium hmm hmm and then uh we went to a few ball games to check her pulse to See what's going on. Well, I spent the evening talking about Young Life because I got oh. involved in Young Life living with these uh, three friends up mm-hmm. in Altadena for two years, and they were Young Life leaders. Mm. Uh, at Wheaton, I never wanted to do high school kids and you know outreach, and so I, they said, oh, come on, get involved. It's really a great group. And uh, So we spent time at the baseball game talking about what I did with the That's Young true. Life. That's uh, the sidebar of this whole Cause thing. Because he had never heard of it. I so, had no, oh, no, really? Our school huh. never had Young Life, and that uh, not only did Swick introduce me to my partner, but also our life calling. Wow! So, so boy, that guy does does he know that he did all of that? They were both in <laughs> our wedding. Eventually, no, I they, don't think so. he knew young, young Life. Either. No, and oh, she's wow, the connection. Wow! They were both in our wedding, and uh, late years later, when Stan was the camp speaker at Woodleaf our Young Life camp in Northern California, uh, Ron brought a bunch of kids from his church. Wow. Yeah. Very Full cool. circle. So do you guys remember your first impressions of each other? The door opened. <laughs> there was Stan. There was Marie. All I remember walking up, there was <laughs> little slits in the drapes of three or four roommates Looking out the door and who was coming up. Checking yeah, this guy yeah. out. Never told me that. I noticed him. There they were. <laughs> well, he was this very good-looking, tan, athletic. Then. <laughs> shy. Shy. Then. Well, shy. Didn't look you in the eye too much. But um, quiet, going. But, uh, no, he was very friendly and... Uh, the impression was very good, but this is interesting because I'd had maybe two blind dates in my life, but I, they always called back. And we went out on this Friday night, and uh, nothing the next week, and <laughs> nothing the next half what? week. And my roommates said, Marie, nobody drives from Manhattan Beach to Altadena for a date. Nobody does that, Marie. So I said, well, I guess you're right. Then I get a phone call. So, never, we dated constantly for four months. Oh, my goodness. You were playing it cool, Stan. No, he he was nervous. He'd been at a church retreat. Yeah, 
next weekend was full. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there were cell phones where it was easy to no. get a hold well, of Well, and I no. think Ron gave him a bad time about getting my giving him my phone number. <laughs> well, if I remember Ron, uh, he probably gave me the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> so but so uh, yeah. Marie was interested right off the bat. What, what were your thoughts? Um. I don't remember any immediate romantic sweep off my feet kind of reaction uh-huh. other than hey that was that was great. Yeah. Uh I think there was a drama I call it a spiritual drama that I had no clue as to what God was doing in terms of I had just finished uh about 3 years of playing professional baseball. Hmm. That ended uh, with them saying, <laughs> uh, thank you, but we're not interested in a long-term wow. uh, contract with you. And then uh, six months in the Army. Hmm. So all these dreams of Major League Baseball or something else, I had come to a point and during that three-year period of baseball in the uh, military. I had a, a pretty significant uh, get real with God experience in my life hmm. or decision. I had known Christ since I was a teenager, but kind of the lukewarm kind of thing. Hmm. So I was very much looking for uh, Christian fellowship, men or women, and what to do with my life now that baseball's gone. Mm-hmm. And there's all these what now, what now, what now factors. And then the Lord says, here it is. Wow. So with Murray came the Young Life idea. Hmm. With Young Life came the career and vision idea. And the rest is history. Yeah. And you guys were with Young Life for how long? Well, let's see. uh, 30, 31 years on on the staff. Hmm. And then we have been dabbling around the support edges ever since hmm. of people we know um so we came on the staff in 65 no well not 66 uh-huh we were and living up in, in glendale so yeah. it's about 30 mm-hmm. 31 years hmm. of uh uh official staff work yeah and you- then the last 15 years have been or 20 years has been support. Yeah. No, I was very involved uh, on staff with fundraising here locally. Mm. And then when I came on staff with Amica. So um, we, it, it was an amazing family. We went to, had camp assignments. You, mm. you had a lot of youth yeah. camping when you were early on. And we had camp assignments every summer. We would have national staff conferences all over the country. So it was a family. Yeah. And when you leave, you left the family in 1995. Hmm. So that was, uh, but a former president of Young Life asked Dad to come to Phoenix and head up a a Southwest Leadership Foundation that he had started. Hmm. That is like Urban Life. It had about six projects, homeless, wards of the state, a lot of projects going on. So we were there for seven years thinking that's where we'd be. And then this... uh, pastor called and said, would you come over and talk to us about coming to California? So it was like coming home when yeah. we came back to San Diego. We were gone 50, We were here 20 years, gone 15, and came back, and we've been here over 20 years now, almost. 17. 17. So, you know, God has great surprises, I right. think, when you say the big yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so you guys have been married 53 years. So what would you say is the secret to your success? <laughs> Give us your tips. Success. Yes. A successful marriage. <laughs> We're still working on What's the success secret? part. You go first. Ah, that's hard. Well, you know, I think our, I think God really put this marriage together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, uh, I always prayed for a 
Christian husband. Uh, my parents were loving Christian parents, and I grew up in the church. I remember the first thing holding my father's hand at five years old, walking to the bus to catch to go to church. So I was a church kid all the way, and um, so I always thought that might happen. Uh, and I don't know. I think we stand. God was really working in Stan's life, just about his own faith. And I was found out later I was the first Christian he had ever dated. So I had a little edge that way. (laughs) So uh, God put it together. And I think our um, he's given us an amazing life that we would have no idea. Uh, We said yes to coming on Young Life staff, not knowing what what that would even be. So... uh, I would uh, interject a couple of yeah. little things on that. I, I think one of the uh, pluses and the win-wins in our relationship is uh, shared ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that didn't come easy at first because Marie being a school teacher, she thought she was mm-hmm. in charge. Uh, of a bunch of little kids. And, well, she's a first child, too. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, this is the way we'll do it. And I was moving along in my career learning how I thought was the way to do it. Yes. Well, the, one of the shared experience mistakes we made in the early days is I hired her to be a part-time Young Life Administrator in our office. <laughs> And that lasted until about lunch. I wish I, people could see Marie's face right now. I was uh, true. I was. I've worked for my husband. Wait, well he says, "Sweetie, go get the coffee." No, I asked her to type a letter. Oh no! She don't ask me that way. This way. So, oh, no. so what we we both loved kids. We both loved young life, and we both loved ministry. Mm-hmm. But we had to find stuff that was uniquely hers that I could support and uniquely mine that she could support. Nice. And we shared the vision, but we didn't necessarily work for each other. No, I realized. That was was a hard lesson. Good idea. That first day I realized I could never do what he does. I cannot work for him in the same way. Mm -hmm. So I had to go out and find something in our organization where I had mm-hmm. been involved in that I could do that that he didn't do. Yeah. And I really locally here got into fundraising. Mm-hmm. I had a group of women. I formed an auxiliary, and we raised a lot of money with the help of the men in the community. And uh, so that's what God would open the doors that I did things uh, very different. I worked at a local, helped at local clubs and things. But I got to stay home 10 years to raise our children. And uh, that was a gift. Yes. I think the the centerpiece of all of that that still is a very important part of our life was the exchange student working mm-hmm. with Berlin. Mm-hmm. Marie was in charge of the recruitment, the preparation the working with the German families, when their kid came to America for a year, they would be safe, they would be loved, mm-hmm. they would be taken care of. So she, all the motherly, all the family stuff on the Berlin side, she was in charge of. Mm-hmm. After the kids went home, many of them had started their walk with Christ mm. and wanted to continue. My job was to come along in Berlin and set up a training program and a Young Life ministry in that city. So she worked in the front end and getting them here and then loving them when they were here. Yeah. I worked on the back end when they got home and helping them with their lives in Berlin. Yeah. And uh, it was one vision, but totally different parts. Yeah, great team. You know, we've done marriage conference uh, conferences over the years, a few of them, and I've always shared the fact that uh, I was so blessed that I wasn't married to a high-powered corporate person because I feel hard, it's it's hard for a lot of wives to even know what their husband's doing. <laughs> yes. and, and you, as a pastor's wife, I think this is one of the gifts that God's provided for you at Paul. Mm-hmm. 
you uh, don't do the same things, but you were involved in, in, you know, your husband's ministry and life. We all have the same goal. Yes. (laughs) And you know what your husband's doing. So, uh, sort of. And so, uh, we also share golf. We play golf a little bit, and we love movies and reading books and travel. Travel's been a biggie. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that, you guys. Such a great team. It's really cool to hear. So our church is a very busy church, and there's always a lot going on in our church. So what's coming up right now at our church that you guys are excited about? Is there anything you're passionate about going on in your ministry or just the ministry of the church as a whole? What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me get uh, philosophical um, and then... Yeah, Practical. however you want to answer. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and vulnerable. Okay. At 78, it's really hard to set five, eight, ten-year goals yeah. on your life for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. Energy, health, uh, people you're working with are, are dying. Mm. And uh, it's become really good for me to think in one-year segments mm-hmm. rather than... I was a goal guy and a big project guy and would have a lot of things that would take three to five years to pull off in young life. And I don't, I joyfully don't think that way any longer. Hmm. I think, okay, Lord, what about today? What about this month? And if you give me another year, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So the, the ramping, not down, but ramping different, how you look at what's going on here. Uh, has been good for me. Hmm. Uh, the two or three things that are of interest to me, and I don't know if God is going to, what he's going to do with them, thinking about this year to year to year thing. Mm-hmm. One is a grandparenting thing. Yeah, so tell, We're in tell our second that. or third year of still cultivating, exploring. Is that a felt need of the church or mm-hmm. should that be a once or twice a year special projects thing? Should we have a, a a more ongoing weekly thing? And right now we don't know. What we know is the uh, two or three years we've been plotting this, we've had a lot of fun, a lot of great meetings. We've learned some things about grandparenting that I hadn't suspected coming in. And the other thing is we've got a great committee. Mm-hmm. We've got it when Marie and I are saying, well, that's about it. You know, we've explored this. Yeah. They're saying, no, let's keep going. There's Good. A, uh, so that's one. The whole and, grandparenting and issue is. You guys are meeting when? Well, this year we we met on Wednesday mornings. Wednesday And mornings. that works okay. for retired seniors, but that doesn't work for a lot of grandparents are 50. Yeah. They're not 70 anymore. Sure. They're, so we're that, uh, we don't know if we'll do that in the future, okay. but right now it's been um, been on Wednesday, and then we're we're experimenting with some evening things. Mm-hmm. We did a grandparenting thing for the Clippers. We're going to do one for the Men's Fellowship in a month or so, and so we're we're still fooling around with. I love that. I feel like it's groundbreaking. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a church yeah. offering. A grandparenting training uh, it's pretty, <laughs> type of group. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. No, that's that's very right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing for me, and this is just uh, kind of always been there, is I'm giving more and more time to writing. Mm, I uh, love that. The uh, Advent and Lenten devotional books are the kind of an early rollout of some writing things but yes i'm thinking about some other writing projects so those good. are two things on my plate good and and for those of you that don't know the linton devotional is out right now and can people pick that up at the front desk i think they're still floating around okay. yeah this will probably be the last week they'll be out okay. there but yeah we yeah. just started Yesterday was, yeah. <laughs> Ash, Wednesday, right. Ash Wednesday was yesterday. Today but it's is been the fun day, to think yeah. through a long life of ministry and mm-hmm. just what are things that you'd like to write in little nugget forms. I like that. So. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, those are two that jump off the plate for me. Good. What about you, Marie? Well, I really love in retirement. It was hard at first because I had been so busy 
2013, I kind of stepped back from my two big areas, travel and uh, working with this exchange program. And my involvement here at the church, I love the fact that there's been so many different areas that I could get involved in. I, this fall, started helping at the front desk as a one-day uh, five-hour receptionist. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's People are very to work with. You. Yes. I love the staff, and uh, I know them a little bit. And uh, I'm not sure how techie I am. but uh, And I, uh, I have a neighborhood of, that I, of, of women that I walk with every morning with our little dog and love exercising. And I love the you're available. Stan pulls me in. You know, I never know what projects are coming up. But, uh, and we made a decision this spring of year that we would try very hard to be involved with our grandchildren. We have one graduating from college. We have one graduating, uh, two graduating from middle school, uh, dance recitals and things like that. So this takes travel and time. We, our grandchildren live in Spokane, Scottsdale and Midlow Park. So, um. And we have local friends that we're involved in uh, from our former living here. And so we're very blessed. Yes. That's definitely. one. There's been about a dozen things we've learned that, aha, uh-huh, but that's one. There's totally different dynamics mm. between long-distance grandparenting and in-house, close-by neighborhood grandparenting. Mm. Shannon, make sure yours live close by. Oh, my goodness. Tell them. Call them them right after this and tell them they have to. (laughs) No, one's not better than the other. But they're totally different questions. Oh, that's not. And so we've had to almost run two separate groups. Well, the blessing in this techie era is that my children send pictures and they share experiences. And you have instant I could get a hold of my grandchildren with one button, right. um, wherever they are. So, I, you know, it's you can overdo it, but we try to be very careful not to uh, be too overpowering. But uh, it's been a blessing to have seven grandchildren and to be a part of their lives mm-hmm. to a degree. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. A, a couple more questions before we close. So these are just some fun things. Um, you guys have traveled a lot in your life, which is awesome. So what do you think was your favorite travel location or experience? Well, I could start. Um, I, uh, we got to do a lot of travel because we went to Berlin basically for every year, twice a year for, and we would take side trips. But when I look at, uh, we've probably been to over 20 countries, mainly Europe. Uh, but a big trip that was on my bucket list was uh, four, three or four years ago, we got to go to Nairobi mm-hmm. with our son's church and go on a safari and visit uh, this ministry in uh, Africa. It was a dream. And we went with our son and our granddaughter, and uh, our son was speaking at the baccalaureate of this Christian university in Nairobi. And then, of course, we led three trips to Israel. And uh, I was just telling Shannon this morning, this is something that I really recommend, yeah. that you take a group, not over 40. You can't take more than 40. That's a, that's a bus <laughs> full. But we uh, were very blessed to get to do that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Stan? Yeah, and it's, it isn't so much the exoticness of the place, but uh, I would feel as or more at home walking the streets of Berlin than mm. I would La Jolla. Wow. And knowing parents that run this shop and this donut place and knowing because of the time there. Wow. And, of course, we're, we don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can... But uh, the Lord gave us, over the years, Marie found homes, loving homes, for 470 With a team of people. A a team of people. Well, a number of those we're still in touch with. Wow. And when we go back to visit, so Berlin is the absolute, uh, Mm -hmm. God put it on our plate, and that's the bingo for me. Wow. 
the trip to the Masters with my son wasn't bad either. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that. that was a one-time, <laughs> one-time trip that. Uh, well, and you that was said a surprise Christmas gift that oh, I never thought would happen. One exciting. birthday, I gave he and Steve a trip to Baseball Hall of Fame, and that oh. was the biggie surprise. Oh. Yeah, that was all right too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good gift givers. <laughs> but uh, Berlin is special to me. Yeah. No. So you guys have talked a little bit about being grandparents. Is there anything that's the best thing about being a grandparent that you want to share? You know, I I think the longevity, <laughs> if we, the gift of uh, holding your first grandchild mm-hmm. when they're bored. I got to be very involved with our older daughters' babies and our daughter daughters' babies just when they arrived, mm-hmm. and then to have twenty one years of watching them grow and shared life and trying to uh, be available mm-hmm. and to give them experiences and to share your faith. And uh, so it's, I think, just the long time experience with them um, has been such a amazing gift to us. We have an autistic grandson. Uh, that is 24, and uh, that has been an amazing, I'm using that word a lot, I know, but uh, Andrew is very, very special. He lives in a group home now, but is at his, our daughter-in-law is the chief caregiver, and uh, she picks him up three days a week and spends time with him. And to watch our children do things that are hard, Our daughter had a very hard divorce, and I share that, and that was something that was never going to happen. Yeah. But you look back and see how God protects and cares for people through things that are hard. Mm-hmm. What about you, Stan? Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'll just give you the seminar right here on grandparenting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, there's a couple things for me. I, it, uh, in the 80s, with Young Life, a group of us probably went around the country. I probably did over a hundred parenting seminars. Mm. How do you parent teenagers? Mm -hmm. And the one thing I'd say about grandparenting, grandparenting is not parenting. Mm. And the ones that try to get in and take over and reparent the way they didn't do it the first time Mm. or the way they do it differently than their own children now are parenting usually is a train wreck. Uh, grandparenting is thanking God for young people that you are totally invested in, that you love to death, and you are rooting for their parents, but Mm. you're not their parents. Uh, So it's a friendship factor. It's a mentoring factor. There's just so many things. But when you try to take over and correct, it doesn't work very well. So yeah. that's uh, that's one. Uh, the second is I I think uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say this quickly because it's uh, <laughs> go that, for it that God has given senior people uh, thirty years. It used to be about five or ten to uh, be friends with young people. Hmm. Uh, People are living to 85, 90 now that can still participate. We have seniors here at this church that in their mid-80s and late-80s are taking their grandkids during the summer to classes at Oxford or uh, backpacking trips, and they they utilize that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just amazing if people will stop and think about the opportunities to impact a life that they're going to love anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not somebody else's kid. It's your kid. Right. So those two things, the opportunities that are available and the non-parenting, you you want to hold this? (laughs) Uh, Are are really big. Mm -hmm. So many great gems, you guys. I'm so glad this is on a podcast so that when I become a grandparent, I can go back and listen to this one. (laughs) Such good advice, you guys. 
Um, uh. All right. So this may be a hard question, so you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But if a book was written about your life, what would it be called? Is that too hard? It can be funny or serious or whatever. Well, I don't know. He may write. I this. got nothing. That's the title of the book. <laughs> no, I I think just real fast is a great adventure. Uh-huh. It has been. Yeah, yeah. God directed, hopefully, and um, we just uh, I think asking God to every day, Lord, help me do this mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's been an amazing partnership. God's, I think this man of my dreams has made my life amazing. Yes. With Aww. the good Lord's help. Oh, that's the title of your book, Stan. I'm the man of her dreams. <laughs> uh, no, I think my title would be Who Would Have Ever Thought? Oh. Because I had no inclination or clue in uh, adolescent and even early 20s that my dream of sports world as a career Hmm. would end up in the ministry. Hmm. You know, I sat at church last Sunday as Stan was preaching, and I just, I sat there amazed because I look back on our 53 years, and how did we get here? Hmm. (laughs) Who would have thought Mm -hmm. that God would give... uh, a, such a, an amazing opportunity and a lovely place to live and beautiful people that we've become friends with. So I guess big time grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one little piece of that yeah. that maybe doesn't fit on the podcast. No, go for it. <laughs> is during my uh, grade school and then even into high school and early college, I had a pretty significant stuttering problem, hmm. and really? I would do anything to duck oral reports, oral speaking, even answering a question. Hmm. I could not do it, and anybody that stood up front with ease and with naturalness, first, I couldn't believe it was possible, and second, I would say, Never would that be me. Wow. So that's just a little tagline on how did I get here? (laughs) Wow. That's amazing because you speak in front of people every single week. Yeah. Oh, that's multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. I thought my profession was going to be hit something far in baseball. And now it speak all the time. Wow. I think God just smiled. You don't know who you are yet. Right. Right. But. I love that. I'm so glad you added that. Very cool. So what do you guys enjoy doing together when you're not doing ministry? When we're not fighting. When you're not uh, <laughs> never, never fighting. <laughs> no, we don't fight much. No, of course not. Um, but, what you know, if you guys have a Saturday and what do you enjoy doing? Uh, Marie's a movie buff. Ah. And I'm a Marie lover, so we yes. go to movies. Great, I love that too. Occasionally, yeah. We uh, we have Globe Theater tickets, oh, yeah. season tickets. We love Mixus Go, and we really love that. And, uh, taking people with us, mm-hmm. and uh, we play golf occasionally. He's been very, very good, and lets me come and not keep score. <laughs> and uh, we read books and share those together, and. Uh, so we we walk a lot, exercise, mm-hmm. and uh, so we haven't had really trouble finding things to do. We find that the longer you live together, the more you grow <laughs> alike, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a gift yeah. in a lot of ways. That, that's how you make it 54 years. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Such good stuff. What else do we do? Doesn't sound like very much. Well, travel has been, been travel has been a biggie. Well, yeah, no, I, and and our church is very busy. There's always something going on. Yeah, and we're very involved here. Yes. So uh, that's what we do together. We come to church. Yes. <laughs> and 
get to play with people. Uh, yeah. Marie gets probably more mileage out of what she does than I do. Uh. Just because she's the extrovert and I'm the, I guess, borderline introvert, extrovert. But we used to walk a lot together. Uh-huh. Uh, and now she's got walking groups all over where we live and can't fit her walking. You, you into were kicked our out. Walk. Yeah. I get La Jolla Shores on Saturday morning. But it's it's fun to watch this neighborhood clan just yeah, moving around our cool. she knows every dog, every I love it. Every heart attack, everything and, and, and every no, they they talk a lot the way the women walk, uh, and well, I, I don't do that. So it's to me, it's great that yeah. she's got these community friends that are her walking group. Yeah, you know, uh, I have to share this because this morning the topic was the concerts at Loyola Press Church. Really, uh, I don't think these three or four women attend regularly anywhere, mm. but they all know about our concerts and they look forward to the. You know, postcards they get advertising them. So, right. yeah, that's a I love plug. that. Love yeah. to see how LJPC is out in the community. Yeah, very cool. All right, final thought. Um, do you guys have some favorite life advice you want to share? A life what? Life a advice. Life. Any life um, advice? I know that's a huge. Yeah, I got question. two. Very broad. What do you got? No, I, I, got, I got two that both need huge amounts of unpacking. Yes. One is uh, friendship mm. uh, trumps just about anything in marriage. And the other thing I would say in terms of life advice is this isn't all God's got. Mm. And I see so many people wanting to cling to what they have and almost resenting when mm. they get old and mm-hmm. it's being taken away from them. But uh, uh, maybe that would be another good title of the book, uh, Shannon. <laughs> uh, we Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. I like it. And as we get closer to the end, we ought to be anticipatory people rather than uh, reluctant to go people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's all any, I got. Any any thoughts, Marie? No, I I um I think the big issue is we find this with a lot of seniors. You know, when they're facing Stan's probably done fifty memorials in these oh, last yeah. fifteen years. And uh just the acceptance I, I think that's a biggie with me. It was seniors accepting your stage in life right mm-hmm. now. And uh, I just was given an article by a close friend, and she it's called The Joys of Being Women in Their 70s. Mm. And I sent this to all of my small group because I think but one, we're all in our, our two, we're all in our 70s. And they all responded, yes, that's who I am, yes. And it's this joy of accepting your, your situation yeah. in life. Yeah. Not things that happen to you all the time, but the stage you are that all the good things that can happen mm-hmm. as a female in your 70s. Mm-hmm. And we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. And I think feeling useful still. Yeah. Yes, that's important. Definitely. And that's why involvement in a church is so vital yes. and important. Yeah. Because then there's always a place where you're needed. Always. <laughs> you just show up and they're going to put you to work, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we close? Any final thoughts? Thanks for letting us talk. (laughs) It's so great to have you guys here. Well, thank you. And thank you guys for being open and and for sharing. You know, I think Stan took this job and we never thought about how long we'd be here. (laughs) I guess that's what you're supposed to do. You just walk in and let's go for it and see what happens. Yes. (laughs) Well, we, we hope you stay here forever. No pressure, Stan. Stop the clock. No pressure. <laughs> no, it's been a it's been a wonderful deal. Yeah, I'm so glad. The thing that Marie said early on in our marriage, and then pretty repetitively through our marriage. Well, there's one thing I want to tell you. I'm sure glad I'm not married to a pastor. <laughs>
And look at us now. And look at you now. Well, that, so that it's was been a great enlightening thing for us. I think that's when we were in Young Life for so long. You know, you would go to church and see these pastors give so much and work so hard. So, God changed my mind, <laughs> and it's all worked out. No, it, it's it's been a good run for us. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Stan and Marie, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful Director of Communications, Jim Sedgwick.